So if I may, boys, I actually have a good story. This like it will serve as a good cold opener. It's a little for... a, a warm up. It's it's kind of short, but uh, it, it will be aided with the with now the video capabilities that we have now on the podcast. So uh, so this week I um I eventually um I decided that I had to go over to one of my uh, trumpet students to to have a look at his trumpet because like we were just getting nothing done on like the online calls like because his his valves were all sticky so the things that you press down to like change the notes on the trumpet they were like not moving very well at all and we'd i tried to explain to him and his like and his parents about like about oiling the valves and whatever but it wasn't working so i had to go over there um uh, so i took with me some valve oil which i had and had like a microfiber cloth because you need like lint free things to sort of clean the valves and stuff but also right oh, i might need some other things to sort of um to to sort it out when i get there so uh, as i got off the tube over in a um over in sort of bayswater like central london like where um close to where they live um, I, so I popped into a Boots and uh, picked up two things from Boots. One was this mahoosive tub of Vaseline and a packet of tissues. And I had to go to the counter and be like, uh, <laughs> uh, honest, honestly, I'm I'm going to uh, clean the trumpet. I know this doesn't sound believable, but I... Uh... <laughs> oh, God. The thing is, now that you've said that, she's just going to think you're lying. You should have just done nothing, acted completely nonchalantly. Yeah. On the way over to the counter, I was like, I mean, do I bring it up or I just, I don't, I don't know. Which, and you, I, I immediately, you feel a little bit more seedy nowadays because I'm wearing a mask. So you, you already feel like a bit more sort of impersonal than you normally are and whatever. And oh, anyway, it was a... If ever faced with that situation again, my recommendation would yeah. just be, you know, a subtle wink and just say no more because then it, le- <laughs> it leaves them dwelling on it. Like what, what, what is the purpose of these objects? Yeah. You know? This actually, this <laughs> reminds me of a... This reminds me of when I was like younger and, and you're faced with like the, the horrifying, you know, situation of having to buy like condoms from a shop. Oh and, man. Like, you know, and you go in there and, and, and pick up condoms and go to the checkout. And for some reason, it was like, I could never just buy just the condoms because that was, that somehow made it more embarrassing. So I'd always get like a packet of sweets or something with them. And it's like, why did I do that? I had, um, I had one encounter that was um quite shocking. So it was a few years ago and I went up to the, Went up to the cash register, uh, to the register, and I had some groceries. And I, the guy scanned it, put it through the machine, and then as I went to pay, um, a small bag fell out of my wallet, and it was after a festival that we'd attended. And this small bag landed directly on the bench, and I went, "Oh God!" I looked up at him, and he goes, "Good weekend, was it?" And I kind of just picked up the bag, grabbed my groceries, and made away very swiftly. Only in Australia. Only in Australia. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, guys. You are listening to TW3. We're the show that highlights the world's insanities. We make fun of those that deserve it, and we tackle that fake news that plagues us. This week, I'm joined by Trump's attorney and chief campaign officer, Nipsey. Hey, hey. And as always, our stalwart editor extraordinaire and fact checker in chief, Gregory Bush. Yes, sir, that's me. And as ever, I am your lukewarm host, Dominic Lane. So this week, we'll be looking at Trump says the election is rigged, Facebook's been sued for fact checking, an update on Boris's safe schools, a man makes an unwanted crash, a woman's gory insurance scam. We will be right back 
with all this and more after the break. Who's JJ Watts? That's me. He's a Houston Texans defensive end because, guys, football season is back. Oh, of course. When you when you say football, Dom, you mean I mean American football. Foreign football I mean foreign football. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very I mean, upset Lawrence have... isn't here because Lawrence is obviously a big. A lot of Lawrence was the guy that got me into NFL. I wouldn't have picked you to be a, an NFL kind of guy. Oh, what? Nibs, you having a laugh? Dom is exactly the kind of NFL kind of guy because it's all about stats and flipping. We're going to do this play oh, because he's got this been, sort of you've stats. Been watching, right? You've been watching, um, what is it, Moneyball? No, that's about baseball. And I was just about no. to say, Dom would be right into baseball as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was baseball. Not only have I watched Moneyball five or six times, oh, I've read the book you're and right. I am a yeah, heavy, a, 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 a virulent New York Mets baseball fan. Oh, well, there you go. Cool. Although they're doing absolutely crap this season. I love baseball because of all the mathematics and statistics. So uh, this week, um, we're first on the agenda is, um, as always, uh, seems to be the trend these days. We always seem to start off this podcast uh, with a little bit of the Donald, um, as he is uh, friendly known here. So uh, I will... Objection. I've got... I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to play you a little video. You know, the governor of your state (laughs) tried very hard to stop us from having this event tonight. He didn't like us having. They can have riots and they can have all sorts of things and that's okay. You can burn up the house. That's okay, you know, you call it, uh, we call this a protest, because if you call it a protest, you're allowed to have it. And now he's in charge of, he's in charge of the election, and the millions of ballots. So if I'm up, like, millions of votes, he can rig the election. He can rig the election. And I'll tell you what, whether it's in North Carolina, whether it's in Michigan, whether it's in other states where they're sending out, they're going to be sending out They're going to be sending out 80 million ballots. And it's Democrats. They're they're trying to rig this election. Okay, so uh, just going back to reality there. um, Yeah, just in case you kind of weren't following here. um, Essentially, there's two things. One, uh, Trump is complaining that people are burning down things uh, whilst denying climate change and the vast swathes of america that is currently up in flames um and two he's essentially saying that democrats are rigging the election for millions and millions of votes nibsy your defense please my defense yep well no i but you haven't given me time to prepare (laughs) order in the courts you you said that uh, you mentioned in the break that you were talking about um how you had seen other outside factors being influenced in the election right in terms of facebook and well greg mentioned something about facebook but my my one was um about the report that microsoft has made public and and has stated that hackers from russia iran and china will all be trying to influence the elections now this could possibly be true i don't trust microsoft and i'm pretty sure it's you who doesn't like microsoft either or it may be lawrence i don't know but i need someone to back me here um, it's Lawrence. Damn it! Of course, it's the person who's not here. But um, yeah, so they've they've made these claims, but 
the, the one thing that has got me at a crossroads is how are they benefiting? If they rig it for Donald to win, mm-hmm. then everyone's screwed anyways, they think. And if they rig it for Biden to win, then you've got Sleepy Joe. So <laughs> what, card yeah, but... what card are they playing? Like a draw four? <laughs> it came out a little while back, wasn't it? That there, there are these just huge, like concerted efforts in Russia. You know, these huge, huge teams of people that are just like basically professional trolls. Like they're just stirring up shit in uh on sort of american like websites and things you know through avenues like facebook and stuff like that um and it's all just with the aim of of sort of creating unrest you know? i think we're seeing yeah and we're seeing the the sort of um evidence that is working like now today in the world aren't we like people are more polarized than ever and people are you know further left and further right than they've ever been before and uh, it, and it's and there are forces at work that are actively trying to promote that because it because it because it makes their competitors like less of a sort of stable nation like less of a, like a, a world powerhouse doesn't it than a, absolutely than um than they have been in the past absolutely it, it uh, certainly um hyper powers like China um like Russia wants to be um do stand to gain from um from a destabilized United States of America because whilst they they um sort of have the uh, largest economy as it is in the world for now um, that will be very quickly overpassed in the next couple of years by China um, and this also probably plays into a lot of the rhetoric that is coming out of Donald Trump's mouth right now which is all to do with trying to slander or uh, belittle um, the nation that is um, that is China so yeah Greg's absolutely right on that point Certainly. Um, unless you have anything else to add, I just thought I'd throw that in there um, as a little opener. Only that, yeah, it's funny that it's coming to light now from, from Donald Trump that, I mean, I think that it already came out a little while ago that Russia and whatever played a big part in the last election, didn't they? And yet, you know, he, has, he hasn't made a statement about that. If anything, he sort of tried to distance himself as far as possible from Russia and, uh, and oh, no, no, it was it was all my own doing that, that last election. But this one, guys, I, I have a chance of losing this one. Yeah. They're, they're rigging it. Guys, they're getting involved. Help. So, you know. It's yeah, like, so it, it, it's, it's the classic, it's, um, I accidentally won the first one and I don't want to accidentally lose the second one. So, we'll <laughs> see. Watch this space. The countdown is real. It's it's coming. It's going to be it's going to be upon us very soon. Uh, what, I can't remember what the date, the exact date is. 50 days today. It's November the 3rd, yeah. Yeah, wow, I didn't realise it's, uh, it's, it's, it's close very close. Yeah, it's very close. Very, especially very close. In the kind it's six of, weeks away. Especially in the lethargic state that we're in um, right now, that will yeah. come upon us pretty soon, I would have thought. Speaking of lethargic states, I, I assume that we've all picked up that coronavirus cases are on the rise. Um, the UK nibs, I don't know if you know, but uh, the UK has just gone into... What is what? What well? What now? We can say, can't we, G? That we can say um, that it's traditional. This is traditionally what happens before we go into further restrictions. Is that we start off with the rule of six? As historians, yeah. we'll look back on this time in three, four years' time, five years' time, and we'll see that the rule of six is generally a snowball for we are going backwards, not forwards. Um, and also what I found very ironic was that this comes on a week where the government has literally been begging people to go back to the office. So on yeah. the one hand, you've got the government pleading with people to go back to work. 
um, for the sake of, of, of London, really, um, which London lives is in an absolutely dreadful state right now. Why? Why is that? Well, it's balanced on a it's balanced on a knife edge because what's happened is the vast majority of people have, in effect, fled um, the city centre because they could work from home. So um, it's uh, you know in many uh, I, I, a friend of mine's in property and he uh, does a lot of investment and he says that um, apart uh, the uptake in places like Manchester, Birmingham. And, you know, other little kind of hubs has just skyrocketed. Now, what's um, uh, obviously the government are absolutely terrified um, because 70 percent of the people that travel on the tube on a regular basis or public transport are not traveling. So it's only operating mm -hmm. at 30 percent of the capacity that it was this time last year which is a staggering statistic, isn't it? Which shows that the movement of people. So um, essentially what's happened is obviously business centres in the city centres are struggling. Like, you know, Pret-a-Manger, Starbucks, all these coffee shops and eateries and pubs um, in the city centre. Some of them have just not even bothered opening because there is nobody in the office mm. right now. So um, it's on a tenter. And then just very quickly um, to further that point is that actually uh, London rents are actually holding firm, um, which is very interesting because surely when there's less supply, uh, sorry, uh, where there's less demand, then surely uh, against equal supply, then surely the price has to drop. But as is like now, prices <laughs> are kind of sticking around. Now, whether that's just stubborn landlords is yet to be seen. Yeah, of course it is, Dom. The landlords will be dragged kicking and screaming to their flipping the banks before they dare go, oh, I find we'll lower the prices down. Of the yeah, definitely. Go on, go on, nibs. Definitely. Nibs, what, what were you going to chime in there? So, uh, yeah, what I wanted to add to that was that, you know, you've clearly elaborated the situation in London and much to my disgust, it's the exact same scenario here in Victoria especially. I mean, Sydney, Queensland, they've all got confirmed cases again. It's starting to, you know, creep around creep around the country. But in Victoria, we've got the same thing. You know, Victoria is probably one of the most productive states of, of Australia. We have a lot of import-export. We have, a, you know, our city is probably the biggest, second to Sydney. So we've got mm -hmm. Sydney and Melbourne and we're closed. We're pretty much closed for business. If that's happening here and that's happening in the UK and then you've got the detriments that have been felt in America and you've got the elections coming up and all this information and all this crisis, there's got to be a recession or a depression looming. I mean, it's, it's been it's been revealed that we're in a recession, but I mean, well, there is, the, 2008, yeah. the, the 2008 recession was bad but then they put a kind of they kind of put a band-aid over the housing bubble and just you know tried to reinstill um faith in the in the in the stock market but no this i don't know if they can avoid no, it this time this this recession is bad and it's it's going to be much worse i think what people really think is that this is the worst of it but it's not it's going to get worse in the no, next couple of months the, this is the and tip then, of the iceberg oh it's, it's absolutely the tip of the iceberg and then also um 
you know, you've got to remember that the whole country shuts down over for essentially a month and a half over Christmas. It could even be two months this year. Who knows? Do you see what I mean? Because most of the time people are out of the office on, you know, maybe the first, second week of December and they don't come back to work until mid-January. I mean, I, I honestly don't see people coming back to work. Uh, a vast waves again of people yeah. coming back to work after January. Um, and then, of course, no one's hiring over Christmas either. So that's going to put a real um, uh, strain on people looking for work. Um, so it is definitely going to get worse. Anyway, we don't want to be all doom and gloom on this podcast, <laughs> do we? We like to try and highlight some of the silly things in the world. So uh, why don't I kick us off with something uh, a little more uh, fun this week? Yeah, please do. Dom. All right. So I actually have a choice as to which one you can hear first or you can uh, decide uh, for yourselves. Okay, so I'll, I'll give you, we can do it like a showdown. All right, so I'll give you the little excerpts. So one, a gender reveal party starts a fire. A man is jailed after crashing his car into marked police cars with something he shouldn't have in it. And a woman maimed herself in an insurance scam. You can take your pick which one you want to hear. Can we hear two? Number two was the man. Nibs meant can we hear two of the stories? Oh, that's just greedy, guys. That's just greedy. Uh, but yes, you can. All right. Well, look, I've got the... Um, basically, um, a Australian man was driving down um, a busy highways and he, um, he crashed into two marked police cars. Okay. And right. it was quite a bad crash. I mean, the picture, which will obviously be linked down below, is um, uh, the police car is decidedly um, beaten up. Anyway, when police had a look inside the car, uh, they found 273 kilograms of crystal meth packed into cardboard <laughs> boxes uh, with a street value of 145 million Australian dollars or maybe English, uh, sorry, uh, American dollars, but I'm not 100% sure. So one officer was, oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, I correct myself. I've just seen it's 200 million Australian dollars, 200 million. Okay. Uh, the police officer was quoted as saying it was one of the easiest drug busts he'd ever made. <laughs> Just imagine, you know how, like, you know, it's sort of like a pyramid scheme in their house of, like, drug drug enterprises, like, work and whatever. But can you imagine that guy having to, like, call up his, like, the guy above him and be like, mate, <laughs> I've really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he, he, apparently, he was just driving down the road and he just ended up losing control of the car and crashed into two policemen, uh, who then obviously was like, dude, what the hell? And looked at the car and, yeah. So, Nibs, I gave you that one. What, any thoughts to that? I mean, this is like Australia's dumbest criminals. Do you remember that program, America's Dumbest Criminals, when you were younger? I used to watch it. A-A-A-D-C, it was called. And that was brilliant. Yeah. All right, guys, yeah, you can pick another story if you'd like. Uh, I think I know about the um, the fire starting one. Yeah. So, um, 
let's hear the the woman that that maimed herself then. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this was a woman by the name of, and again, I will butcher uh, this name. Oh, I say again, but uh, anyway, her name is Julia Adelesic. Um, and she is a woman from Slovenia. Now, right. she took out um, nearly a million euros in insurance, uh, what are they call like premiums or like insurance when you get life insurance yeah. or, yeah, yeah. or disability insurance. Okay. Um, and her and her boyfriend conspired to figure out a way to activate that insurance. So what they did was they were cutting down a tree and she chopped off her hand with a circular saw. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh my God. So she she chopped off her hand with a circular saw on purpose in order to activate that insurance payout now it gets worse right it actually gets worse okay so basically obviously if you sever a limb i don't know if you know this but i kind of hope you do you get paid a certain amount well yeah you do but also the first thing you do is you take that limb and you put it on ice ice. right and then you take it to the hospital with them now they left the hand in the um they left the hands in the forest okay oh my god right and then basically what happened is they the when they got to hospital the police of a police officer sent got sent to go and pick the hand up they picked the hand up and they reattached it anyway <laughs> so basically she then obviously suspicions grew and they were like hang on a minute why have you not taken your hand and got it reattached? And uh, and then she oh, got it reattached. So oh, anyway, oh, okay. she's uh, she basically tried to claim for a million euros. It, she did all this for a million euros. Uh, there's got to be easier ways. Um, not worth it. Not worth it. And rubber rubber bank. Rubber bank indeed. And anyway, and now she's been sent to prison for two years. <laughs> so she should she actually should have robbed a bank. Yeah. yeah. She would have gotten yeah. less of a jail sentence too. Yeah, basically, and uh, she got found out like on her computer as well. She didn't like use internet. She was like searching things like um, what? Oh, she was searching how robotic hands work. So what she could do. Anyway, guys, um, we must get to a break, and maybe if you're really lucky, we'll talk about gender reveal parties, spark, uh, sparky fires. But I've been talking a lot. Uh, Nibs, Nibs, I've just seen on the camera has uh, got an, uh, what looks oh, to be an absolutely epic sandwich delivered by Mama Nibsy. But yeah, we must get to a break. Please do if you have anything you want to get into us. Uh, is it good? Oh dear, I don't think it was Mama Nibsy, dumb. Was it not? Was it his sister? Yeah. Oh, sorry. All right, it's not Mama Nibsy. Apparently, it was his sister. I only caught a half glimpse, guys. Come on. Uh, right. Anyway, yeah, please okay. do get into us at podcast.tw3media.co.uk, or you can tweet us, Facebook us, Instagram us, YouTube, whatever. Um, at tw3media. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> 
Welcome back, guys. So we just had a quick break uh, for Nibs's sister to bring uh, Nibsy a Vegemite sandwich, and we we had a little conversation about Marmite. Uh, I've recently uh, gotten the XO version, and you can pick all of that up on our outtakes on our YouTube channel. So you can go there at TW3 Media. So anyway, guys, uh, Greg, um, it's time for you to try and one up a Slovenian woman chopping her hand off. <laughs> Uh, it's also time for you to try and one-up um, a Australian man getting caught with 200 uh, Australian right, right, dollars You won the news game this week. All right, Dom. Um, TW3 award. I just wanted to cover a quick update. I don't know if you remember, like a couple of weeks ago, I um, uh, we talked about a story that uh, Boris Johnson uh, had visited some schools to show that they're safe, you know, ready, ready for the coronavirus and whatever. But of course, at the time, there were no people in the schools. And so it was, people pointed out that it seems, um, you know, not not entirely accurate that uh, he's, he's promoting that, that you can do safe social distancing in schools when no one's there. And uh, funnily enough, the school that Boris Johnson did actually visit to show that it was safe has, uh, has closed due to the coronavirus days after... <laughs> days after opening. So, um... Nice one, Boris. Well, I find I, I, I find this story particularly amusing because um obviously on TW three we like to tackle the fake news that plagues us. So it yeah. was clearly fake news. It wasn't uh, that, that 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 schools were COVID safe. So is it fake news that offices are COVID safe? I don't want to keep banging on about yeah. it, but it does make me laugh that this this whole idea that uh, on the one hand only six people are allowed to meet. And did you see over the weekend that police have issued I mean, I think 28 £10,000 fines. One guy, okay, in, oh, I'm going to get this wrong, Bolton, maybe Bolton or Birmingham, mm. um, had a 50-person house party. So he invited 50 people round of his friends round. Police obviously came in, crashed the joint, and he got fined £10,000. Yikes. I mean, most expensive house... Well, it's not, but no. most expensive house party ever. <laughs> imagine oh, imagine if one nice. day we found out that COVID was the fake news. Oh, uh, Nipsey, here we go Nipsey, with your conspiracy what a, what a, theories. What a, what a twist that would Guys, be. Guys, you could collectively groan with us and Just... blame him in the uh, in the emails, which we need to do next week. Just quickly <laughs> before you move on, uh, you say about um, the most expensive house party, that actually reminds me of... a. Well, a terrifying story of when I was uh, younger in school, we went to this house party once that, that the girl, the owner of the house, or the girl who lived at the house, um, her parents were away on holiday. It's one of those nightmare stories that she didn't tell the parents that she's having a house party and lots of people crashed it and turned up and whatever. The police turned up like halfway through the night and, you know, everyone was just like jumping over fences, like getting out of the house and whatever. Uh, unbeknownst to the girl, though, someone uninvited to the house party had taken uh, the keys to the house at the party and then like fled the scene and whatever and later that night they came back uh got into the house took some valuables from around the house and then drove the cars away oh, oh god so, so wow. the parent the parents came back from holiday not only had their daughter thrown a house party in the house without their permission or whatever but they had no cars and they were missing cameras and i think some like tablets at the time or whatever and okay so i i've got a little bit of a story here about myself right um, so a couple of years ago, this was before I went, so this must have been in like when I was about eight, 17, 18, okay. Yeah. Uh, my parents were due to go to, go away for the weekend, all right. So right. I think they were going up to Southampton Boat Show and they were going up there and they were going to spend the weekend there. So I was like, well, can I have some friends over, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and generally, okay, what my whole plan was, was I was going to have two or three friends over, <coughs> excuse me, and we were going to make some pims and play some croquet on the lawn. <laughs> okay, that, <laughs> that, that was my whole plan. Okay, that a Tom party. And, and I, I remember being upstairs and my, like I'd sent out the invite to like three, fr- three or four friends, like croquet and pims. That was what we were going to do. And um, I overheard my parents and my dad was just going, no, he's going to invite 50 people over. It's going to trash the house. And they actually cancelled their trip because they were so scared that I was going to throw a raging house party. What? With like, I know. That's ludicrous. And I I know. And they cancelled the trip. So they never went. And I never got to have croquet and bims. And I was very upset. Did you get to, did you, did you get to do it as an adult though? Well, no, because I mean, once I left, you know, once I left that house, I like obviously, um, went up to university and never really been home. And I don't even have any friends down there anymore So can, um, where they live. So I want to clear one yeah. thing up. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what croquet is, but it's the one with the long stick. Oh, and it looks it like it's like tennis, but it's kind of a ripoff of tennis. It's almost like volleyball, but tennis. No, no, no. Whoa, no, no, that's badminton. No, no, no. So croquet. Croquet is one of the greatest games ever. And people knock it because they say... Uh, it's quintessentially uh, but it is it's fantastic you basically use a large mallet okay and you hit balls through uh like little metal spikes in the lawn and it's just and you can knock other people's balls away and um have you it's in uh the wind and the willows have you read the wind and the willows <laughs> no right let me get up a let me just uh we are going down a whole like old time English rabbit hole now, uh, Nibs. Am I? Croquet oh, is that's not the one where they're on horses. Here What's we the go. one on Look. horses? No, that's polo. Right. That's another. That's another. Uh. No, Nibs, that's polo. Fucking What's hell. wrong with you and all Sorry, your I different sports? Right. Look at my screen. Okay. Oh. This is croquet. Oh my. So look. I have to say, Nibs, I would reckon like hit- sort of 60 to 70% of the British public have probably never played croquet. Me being in that... in that That's uh, probably true. In that group of people. Well, apparently Dom has never gotten <laughs> to play it either because his parents oh, came yes. on a trip to avoid him playing it. <laughs> no. No, I used to play it at, sc- at school. So we used to have a croquet lawn at school and I, we used to play it on our lunch breaks. Oh my God. So... <laughs> at school right we had one we had one rugby pitch at school that only like top set rugby was allowed to play on right and so the rest of the school had to make do with the the rest of the field and they had to make the 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 post themselves so so in the lower sets there'd be three guys lined up one would be in the middle with his arms out like that one would be the left post (laughs) and one would be the right post We didn't even have a we didn't even have a football field at my school. The football field at my school was this big hole in the ground, and it would always fill up in winter, and it would take all the way to summer to drain. Like so, it was just it was just swamp city. That's where all the smokers would go. They'd go up onto the hill and they'd smoke because none of the teachers wanted to get to the, close to the swamp. <laughs> and here you are with a croquet green. 
<laughs> I can't even. I can't. Even, honestly, I've I've so lost as to how we are now talking about croquet and our childhood sports endeavors. What a trip! Uh, I don't know what even know where we started here. Um, but anyway, <laughs> moving on. I think. Uh, gee, do you have one other? Story? Yeah, just my other quick thing then was that um, I think it was. I wanted to talk about it like a week ago or so, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you've heard of the Children's Health Defence. Um, they're a sort of one of the um, a big group in America against you know the vaccination of children because it causes autism of course and uh, and things like that and um, they've uh, recently sued formal filed a, a lawsuit against Facebook because now you know f- uh, we, we spoke actually a few weeks ago about how um, social media companies are now sort of taking steps to try and sort of filter out stuff that is uh, that has no sort of like, factual evidence behind it and things like that on their platforms and um and so yeah now um my heart does really bleed for the children's health defense that um uh the actions have already injured the chd the suit claims um it's damaging its trade reputation and goodwill uh diverting traffic from its site and further curtailing uh, curtailing its revenue and donations so can we all please have a well, from um, them uh, suing facebook so they are suing facebook fa- they're so uh the CHD, oh, they're suing facebook yeah they're suing right. facebook to say that um Guys, you can't you can't take our ads down. It's not fair. And yet, you know, they're claiming that um, vaccinations cause autism in children. So please stop vaccinating your children, guys, because they'll and be the, autistic. So there's no there's no actual reports or any studies done that have found that that's like where no. did they just come up with that and then advertise uh, it? Or? Okay, Nibs, this is guys. We're going to go down a serious rabbit hole here. Like, <laughs> but essentially, it's 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 a bit like a conspiracy theory. I think. I mean, obviously, I would call it a cons- like uh, that's what they're they're saying. They're just mad conspiracists. Um, but yeah, basically, they say that vaccinating children leads to autism. Okay. And there's a whole sw- there's vast swathes of people. Um, they were marching out in some city in America the other day. I can't remember which one. Uh, they all go out there and they protest against vaccinations. I think even, uh, you know, I, I, I think even um, Jeremy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Jeremy Corbyn's brother attended an anti-vaccination, anti-lockdown rally in Trafalgar Square, didn't he? And got arrested. Really? I, I, yeah. Oh, right. And... His, so, I don't know, Greg, if you just want to quickly fact check that, but I can't remember what his name is. It might be Peter Corbyn or uh, something. But anyway, um, and there was a rally in Trafalgar Square where they were protesting against all these things. And yeah, again, it's just, it's nuts. But obviously, it's a big problem. If we do develop a, co- a COVID-19 vaccination, you, you know, not everybody has to be vaccinated, obviously. Um, but you do have to surround every unvaccinated person with several vaccinated people otherwise you just risk um covid19 spreading uh so it is very important and america in particular has a lot of anti-vaccination or anti-vaxxers as they're called so does australia so yeah greg will greg will come back i think we're probably uh getting to a bit of a roundup here now aren't we? yeah we're, we've already been uh, uh penetrating the ears of monday morning commute for uh, for enough uh, so uh, we should probably get as Nibs. Have you got something that you want to get out this week? Um, no, I'm all right. I'll, I'll um, I'll bring something in next week. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of things that I I, I um 
I will forego to next week, in particular the California wildfires. So um, if you do want to learn as to how a gender reveal party set off a uh, wildfire, then you can click the link in the description. We won't go into it now. And also check out our our social media feeds where we have been highlighting this a little bit. Um, But... Besides that, uh, Greg, do you have a little? It was was it an anti-vax? Uh, it was so Piers Corbyn is uh, is the brother. Piers, that's it. Um, and well, it's it's kind of hard to say. again. Oh, you get so many like twisted headlines, don't you? But um, uh, he was arrested. But I think it was for sort of uh for for because of the lockdown at the time because of coronavirus. I think it was that you know they said that um the uh the demonst- counter demonstrations were against the law. But I think he was actually arrested at a, a Black Lives Matter um, protest. Um, ah, was it? Are they actually yeah. arresting people at Black Lives Matter protests? Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't very not not. I mean, again, I don't want to sort of like put some false information out there. But only twenty three people were charged. But it was in relation to they said that guys, if you gather for any of these protests that are going on right now, one of them was a anti lockdown protest. One of them was like a, something else going on. And whatever. Um, uh, you know, you, we can't have people congregating in these large large numbers, so that's why people were arrested, as far as I, I've read so far. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, I think we'll give uh, we'll call it a day here. I think we'll give a little preview for next week, actually. Um, so there's a few things that um, uh, we're going to talk about next week. Uh, Nazanin Zaghari Radcliffe is something that I'm very keen to talk about next week. Um, if you don't know who she is, please do go. Look, um, she's currently illegally detained in Iran, and it's something that I um, believe uh, I've been doing a lot of research and reading on, and I'd certainly like to highlight her plight um, as best I can or we can, because it's absolutely abhorrent the way that she and other, even uh, also an Australian citizen um, named Kylie Gilmore, I believe her name is, um, is also illegally detained in Iran. So that's something that I want to talk about next week and hopefully have a, an open discussion on um, before we get to some of the kind of funnier news that we like to talk about here. Um, and then obviously we'll talk about the wildfires as well, which have not reached a climax yet. Um, and then Nibs, preview what you want to talk about next week? Uh, next week, I would like to talk about the detaining of a uh, an Australian-born journalist from China. So she's being detained, and a couple of other okay. journalists have been um, have been kind of uh, escaped from China before the same thing happens to them because they get yeah. So I'll be I'll be speaking about that next week. I did read about that, and I, I really look forward to talking about this uh, next week. Certainly, um, G. Any previews? Just uh, go with the flow, my man. Uh yeah. I will be seeing what gets presented to me on the lovely World Wide Web during the week. I imagine. And uh, G. G. Will be. Um, G. G. Will be in touch with Reddit and Daily Mail throughout the week. Yeah, don't worry. Um... <laughs> so he will. He'll bring us all the gossip news as it comes in. So look, guys, we'll call it close here. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. That was the week that was that was a breakdown of all things relevant all things non-relevant and all things ridiculous um we hope you've enjoyed listening in please do stay safe um this week i was joined by nibsy and gregory bush i'm your host dominic lane thank you very much stay safe we'll see you next week goodbye bye bye bye